Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So you know I get a lot of my ideas for these conversations based upon what's happening in my current life, right? Or just something that happens in happenstance or if it's starting to develop repeatedly. I'm like, time out. I'm starting to see a trend. So I literally just got off the phone with one of my friends and she was talking to me about attracting the wrong friendships and she feels like she needs to go ahead and, you know, do an evaluation in her life and just kind of see if her friendships still serve her, which was great because I was like, that's awesome. And I was like, you know, you've outgrown certain things and that's fine. It doesn't make you a bad person. It actually gives you a thumbs up, heads up on the situation so that you don't have to expect from people what they can no longer give you, right? And then I thought about when I was preparing for the upcoming school year, my daughter was like, mommy, yeah, I don't want you to do my hair like a little girl anymore. Um, I'm becoming a big girl. So, you know, she now she's into, you know, swooping her baby hair and, you know, doing all the things that's the cool thing. And I'm like, uh, I still wanted to do pigtails. I'm sorry. I, I still wanted to do the braid, you know, and put the little barrette on there. You don't you don't want that. Which then brought me to thinking about when I had this grand idea to decorate my son's room. I'm showing him certain things like, you know, just cutesy. Not even cutesy because he's a teenager, but more so I wanted to give it a pre-dorm room kind of thing. Like if he can trust me with his room now when he goes to college, you know, he'll be like, Ma, come in here. You know, I want you to put your touch on it. And everything that I was showing him, he was like, mm, that's not my style. I kind of want more like this. And I'm like, since when did he outgrow my interior decorative uh, suggestions? What happened? And so the blaring theme with those three situations was outgrown. So you know when I get an idea or if I get an inkling that something is on the rise and it can help people, I'm like, wait a minute, let me just, let me jot down the things that I feel like are coming to me. Because, you know, God speaks to me in a way that it's like, you got that from outgrown? Absolutely. Let's let's go on a, on a road trip real quick. You ready? So I said, let's go back all the way to the elemental P. Let's go back to the do re mi, to the womb, right? And the first question that I asked myself, because I'm more of a visualist, I kind of want to see it in a different way. My thing was, we know that the typical birth is, you know, 40 weeks. You can typically go two weeks before, two weeks after, what have you, but it's typically supposed to be for 40 weeks. But the question that just sprung on me was, what happens when a woman carries her baby longer than expected, right? And not, oh, you know, you're 42 weeks, meaning what happens if it was a situation where the baby just stayed in there too long past the due date? And so I went on, what is this? So it's a parents.com, it looks like. And I looked up the risk of going past your due date. And it said, only about one of every 10 babies is officially overdue, which means that the baby is born past the 42 weeks of pregnancy, and that the volume of essential amniotic fluid may decline as the baby grows, and this increases the possibility of a pinched umbilical cord. So I was like, okay, for the people who are not MDs, what is placenta? So I went ahead and looked that up too. And according to Mayo Clinic, it says the placenta is an organ that develops in your uterus during pregnancy. The structure provides oxygen and nutrients to your growing baby and removes waste products from your baby's blood. 
The placenta attaches to the wall of the uterus and the baby's umbilical cord arises from it. So you're telling me that if a baby was to say, let's make up a really astronomical number, let's say 60 weeks, right? I know that's outrageous, but let's just say this was prior to them knowing your due date way back in the days, like you carrying this baby for super long. The longer that a woman carries a baby, the more of a detriment it is to the fetus because the baby has outgrown the womb. And so there's no more room in there for the baby to get the essentials of um, oxygen and nutrients and having a clean environment because it says that it removes waste, right? So I said, you mean to tell me if you stay in the environment longer than what's expected, longer than your specified stage time, then it actually is a detriment to you in ways that can actually be fatal? Now, everybody doesn't have a womb situation, but you can relate to that, right? Like, that's why they have time frames on how long a baby stays in a bassinet. Because once the baby starts being able to roll over or sit up, it's over. The baby can actually harm itself, right? And it's only so long the baby can be in a stroller because at some point you're going to start making it where it's like your slip inside, right? And so even down to how we speak to a baby, the more that you goo-goo and gaga and all those kind of things, you actually delay a child's speech because you have not recognized this child is a is at an age where they can start speaking in sentences and words. And that is why, unfortunately, when you take a child to the doctor, they want to know, is the child speaking? Are they singing words? Are they do they know their colors? Are they because it's like uh somebody has to tell these parents because just putting on a cartoon on an iPad or a TV is not teaching your child words, especially when you mama dad and you Google and gaga and them because you think that is still cute. But what you seen as cute is actually a detriment to their growth. It is time for them to start speaking in real words, right? And so if you just look at your life in particular, you know, if you decided, no, I am going to wear the clothes that I was able to fit 10 to 20 years ago, I'm going to try these on, and you just, you know, determined that you're going to wear that, what is the indication that you have outgrown your clothes? Discomfort, right? And so discomfort or outdated, ma'am, them bell bottoms, let it come back around. <laughs> it's not in trend just yet. Or you just may be, you know, the most popping one in a party. If they was to throw a 60s, 70s party, oh, you in there. You're super prepared. But on a, every day just going to the grocery store or meeting up with your friends, mm, I mean, they come back around ever so often. But, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, those sneakers, uh, not in as it used to. You know, certain brands that was popping at one point kind of fizzled. The pop then, you know, it just, you know, it fizzled. So you'll be outdated and uncomfortable. And so I feel like we need to just pay attention to that. What happens if you were to wear shoes that were from 10 to 20 years ago also? Let me tell you something right now. What I had to really identify, um, I have a shoe a freaking aisle worth of shoes with high heels, right? If you look in my closet, you'll be like, uh, how does one person have all these shoes? And that's just because I was just, I treated them like Pokemon cards. I wanted to collect them all. Until I realized that whole pointy shoe uh, structure in the front, I, I don't like it. 
I don't like it at all. I don't know what happened. Maybe I didn't really, maybe I bought them in the wintertime and then I forgot that in the summertime, you know, your body kind of swells a little bit. Um, I don't really know what happened, but one day I put both my feet inside of one of those sets of shoes and my body sent a real clear message of we as a people um, said, no, ma'am. And I was like, but what am I going to do with all the shoes? I guess I just got to wait for something that's real cute that you just get to sit and you don't have to do a whole bunch of walking because the pointy um, and not the real witch like, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, it's cute to look at, but um, my foot is not shaped, you know, like how God made the human foot. It don't go like, like that. Like I'm doing my hands like a triangle. It don't go like that. And so, um, I'm gonna have to make a decision, uh, probably have to put on somebody's Craigslist, but I have clearly outgrown that at some point it was cute. Maybe I didn't really factor in comfort and I felt like, Hey, beauty is pain and it works with this outfit. So, you know, if I got to slay in pain, then that's just what I got to do. But now I'm just like, no, I'm not about to develop a whole brand new corn or and bunion on behalf of the slayage you know i can slay in some flats i can slay in a round tail i mean it's a whole selection of it but i no longer will pin myself to something that clearly has has been identified as an outgrowing some of us are staying at positions in our jobs where it is clear that you have outgrown that position entry level unless you are doing a career move, are for people who are trying to get their foot in, oh, I would like to work and have a big girl and big boy job. Entry level, you will never probably rarely find um, someone in the golden years, 50, maybe 70s, um, in a fast food restaurant. And no disrespect to the people who want to do that, you know, power to you, you know, no salt on my fries. I'm cool with it. However, I think somewhere it's been translated, you no, know, this job is entry level. Yeah, you have a little bit more that you can apply yourself to. And so sometimes I, a lot of people are frustrated because you're in positions that you're like, I'm irritated and you're thinking it's a matter of job hopping when, when it really is, is maybe it's time for you to start doing management. Maybe it's time for you to start pursuing higher positions. Don't look at it like, oh, but, you know, for some reason you keep applying to the same jobs, the same level, just different entities, and you're thinking, oh, this company may be different. You just may be irritated off of the fact that your qualifications is being cramped into an entry-level position and you're bored. You're frustrated because you want to be spoken to with a, a different authority and respect, and that's not required in the position that you applied for and was hired for. So if you are starting to feel that frustration, uh, my resume is starting to just look like I just I job hop for a living, um, maybe as an indication that you have outgrown that particular level, right? Residences, some of us have outgrown where we live. Please don't try to raise an entire family um, in your childhood um, room, please. I remember I was listening to a show on Dave Ramsey where the guy was kind of asking, what should he do? What should his next move be? And he told Dave Ramsey, which is a financial expert, if you don't know, um, that he had a two-car door or two-door car. 
and he had a wife and he had two children under the age of two. So they both had car seats and he was just going on. He wasn't even asking what he should do with the car. He was just asking on what his next step should be. And in gathering the information, Dave Ramsey found out that he got out of him, that he had a car that was a coupe, just two doors. And he was like, time out. What do you, your car does not fit your current situation. And the guy said, yeah, I know. It's just that I had this car prior to meeting my wife. And it was just, you know, she and I, and then, you know, the first baby came. And so, you know, I thought I had time. And then the second baby was unexpected. And, and it was almost as if he did not get the memo that his situation has changed. This car no longer serves you. It was awesome when it was just you just trying to you know pick up girls or find somebody that you really like but it's different when you're trying to be hunchback of notre dame trying to put the two car seats in the back sir ma'am nobody's gonna say hey i'm uncomfortable would you just thought i could p pass this car down to one of them for college at some point but then you know the devalue <laughs> depreciation in that is like was it even worth it it's ridiculous and so what I really wanted to get to the nectar of was relationships because that's what even sparked me calling you. I loathe, despise, and all of the words that are similar and related to dislike. People who say in relationships, you know, we just grew apart. That is such an excuse on not putting in the work and it just absolutely positively just makes me want to vomit I'm not saying that it's not likely because I know you're probably thinking of someone or even your own personal situation you like no they we outgrew I don't, I don't care what nobody said here's my thing how is it that at your current age you've been eating food your whole life and you have not outgrown food you've adjusted there's some stuff that you loved when you were at one stage that you don't really like that much now. There's some stuff that is newly developed where you're like, ooh, all of a sudden now I like. And there's some stuff that your body's reacting to like, no, we can no longer eat and drink like that. I do apologize. And so what happened with food that you can't do with relationships? You, you want to pick the Family Feud top 100 answer? Huh? You adjust it. You took the inventory and the indicators that was like, oh, I can no longer. Okay, so what do I need to do? Let me explain something to you. I absolutely positively love pasta. To be more specified, lasagna, ziti, anything that looks like it could possibly come from Italy. Like just if it smells like it, I want it. Okay, and the greedy is coming out. I'm getting a little bit watery mouth it because that's what I love, okay? To the point that when I was younger, I didn't want my mother to bake me a cake. She was a great bake, but I was like, listen, make me, and this is real talk, you can ask anybody who knows me, make me a pan of lasagna, okay? Put some candles in that bad boy and sing a good happy birthday. I mean, a good one. And I'm talking about inviting people over singing the special happy birthday song that my family does and everybody getting a piece of this um, lasagna, point blank and the period. Now, you fast forward to um, wiser me, because I'm not saying older. I don't care. Wiser me, do you know that I cannot have it? Listen, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's the ricotta. I don't know if it's the mozzarella. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, 
to the point that I went to my uh, primary doctor and I was like, you got to give me an allergy test because I just need to know what increment, like, is it, I can't go Garfield on it? Like I can't eat the whole pan or are you saying I just need a cupcake size? Like what, because just saying absolutely not, it's not going to work for me. But you know what happens every time, literally, and I just made it last week, so this is a true testament. You know what happens every time I go against what my body has indicated that we have outgrown and that it is clear that I have not made the adjustments? I get headaches. All of a sudden, now my tongue feels itchy and all kind of, like, ridiculous. And I'm like, how, Sway? How is it that I was able to, at one point, enjoy this awesomeness? So do I just walk away and say, mm, I've outgrown food. No, I have to adjust for some reason, and I'll talk to my body about it later, but we haven't gotten a memo that we still love pasta. I don't know what you're doing. The spaghetti, the ziti, the lasagna, the croissant, the ev listen, everything. That's probably not from Italy, but let me just have my moment. Okay, this is a cry for help low-key, maybe a little bit of a, you know, intervention. Who knows? Let me vent. But why is it in relationships that people just have this like, ah, oh, you know, we, we've outgrown. No, you stop adjusting to one another. Do you know how many times my favorite color changed? That I have to update my husband. Listen, I know I said pink and purple before, but now I'm really thinking teal. <laughs> you know, I didn't, what if he would like, listen, I've outgrown it. I, I was with you when you said the pink and the purple, but no, you adjust to a person's likes and dislikes. You adjust to a person's new found, oh, you like that? There are people that all, have been in career paths all their lives, and all of a sudden, I'm watching close friends just branch out, and now they just want to cook. They, they want to do photography now. They want, And I'm watching people, and I'm like, thank God that the people closest to them didn't outgrow them. Thank God that the people closest to them grew with them. Oh, you like photography now? Let me go ahead and join this venture with you. You're, you're not supposed to have it where it's a fork in a road every time that someone discovers something new about them. Now, it's different if it's abusive, and all of a sudden now you, do, you like a, a taste for a drug that's like, uh, where did that come from? You know, that's a little different. All of a sudden, now you thought it was a good idea to boil your fist up and throw it in my direction. Okay, now we need to speak about that, okay? That's not an outgrown. That's going to get you hurt, sir, ma'am, okay? And we need to go ahead and figure out what's happening. It may be a chemical imbalance. We need to go ahead and check it out at the doctor, okay? The end. But when it's healthy, it, and it's just a matter of my likes and my dislikes are changing my my. My taste buds in life, I have a different palate now when it comes, I see the world different. You join that journey with them. Like even in traveling, when I was in New York, to get to one location, do you know how many buses and different trains I had to take to get to one location before I started driving? To get to one location, I had to take the bus to the train stop and then go to the train and then take the express, but then get off and then take the blah, 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 just to get to one destination. Look how many adjustments I had to take in order to make sure that I still arrived. I didn't get on the bus and say, listen, I just demand that I stay on this bus the entire time to get there. No, that would be selfish. And that will also be stupid on my part because you can sit on this bus for as long as you want. But um, when this bus light goes off, ma'am, you better be out of here or else you're going to be spending the night at the bus terminal. Point blank, period. 
So the destination of getting to someone is not desiring to be in the vehicle of, I want to stay this way for all of the time. Like, you, that's not even possible in any other area of your life. So why would you implement and force that on a relationship? Like you literally have to adjust. You cannot wear the same clothes in all seasons. You have to take some off. You have to layer some on. You just, there's different. You really have to continue to be in tune with what changes are happening around you so that you know how to adjust yourself accordingly. That doesn't mean that you're changing. That just means that you are in alignment to the changes. And if we started looking at relationships more like that rather than, oh, we've just outgrown each other, then maybe a lot of relationships would have remained. Now, you cannot force someone to want to put the work in because I think the lazy way out is, oh, I want to throw this toy out. I want to throw this particular set of shoes out and I want to get a new pair. But what you're not realizing is I don't care what pair of shoes you get, sir or ma'am, you still putting your foot in those shoes, which meaning I don't care what relationship you get, you're still bringing you to the relationship. So if your qualification for remaining in a relationship is this has to stay the same, it has to look familiar all the way through, or the moment that it looks like it is requiring for me to change, adjust in any kind of way, I'm out. Then you might as well just go ahead and be the world's biggest hopscotcher in the relationship realm because that's what you're asking for. That's what you're asking for. People change. Look how fast we change from being an infant to being two. It's almost like a metamorphosis. Like, is that the same baby? You put that newborn picture next to that two-year-old, you're like, I, I can see it in the nose. But it changed. And what if the parents were like, no, I need your face like this the whole time? Which is scary because to me, most newborns look like wet puppies. But we're not going to talk about nobody's genetics because we all made in the image of God. So let's go ahead and, and move on. So in relationships, the same thing could be said about friendships, right? I, when you think about, and you know, my mind goes different places. So when you think about the daycare room, right? Everyone is essentially paired on a couple of criterias, but more I said one or two. And so let's take... The one to two-year-old room, right? If there's a such thing. I think there is. Those particular children are grouped according to their age and according to their ability to be potty trained, right? So that's how I want to look at friendships. You were grouped based upon whatever your level of brokenness was, whatever your level of healing was at that time. You grouped yourself with a group of people. But do you know what happens to a child if they are potty trained and you keep them in a room with children who are crawling? The child starts to have more accidents. They start to then want to pacify her. They start to then want to crawl as well. They start to essentially regress. So if you cannot pair a child in a wrong setting in a daycare, what do you think is happening to you when you are in your wrong group settings when it comes to friendships. You are regressing. I am a true believer that your circle predicts your vertical, meaning the people that you surround yourself with determines how far you go in life. You know, I think there was a saying, I think I heard my aunt say, you know, um, people predict your latitude, altitude, something like that. I don't even want to butcher it, so let's just move on. I don't remember. 
But essentially what it is is can you take an assessment of the people around you and just say, hmm, am I in a daycare room with crawlers and I'm fully potty trained with all my my little two-year-old teeth? Like, is that the equivalent to the friendships that I'm still entertaining? So you know that these conversations are what, right? They're life-provoking conversations. I don't want you just getting off the phone and being like, mm, that was good insight. I never looked at a daycare room that way. No, I want you to get off and be like, you know what? I got some work to do. So out of all the examples that we went ahead and talked about, right, the friendships, the relationships, the, you know, the cars, the jobs, shoes, clothes, even down to the womb, all of those were indicators that what? That when something has changed or when you have outgrown something, the indicator is discomfort and or danger to your future growth and safety. And that's the bottom line. So the challenge in this one is, and I want you to be brave enough to do it, take a true assessment of your life and identify the areas and or people that you have clearly outgrown. I guarantee you a lot of your frustrations and irritations is based on the fact that you are not paying attention to the indicator that you have outgrown that situation or that person. You have to then go back and determine, okay, what it, is it worth it, number one, to make the adjustments to keep it around or to stay in it? And then you need to go ahead and be brave enough to, okay, I need to put forth an action plan. Please be brave enough to make the adjustments or the limit, limitations accordingly, please. Because rem- remember, it boils down to basically Listen, the person or the thing is either adding to you or subtracting from you. Please don't let people or things withdraw where they no longer deposit in your life. I don't want you to get to the portions of your life where God really has, where he did plan that for you. And when it's time to go ahead and execute, you have insufficient funds because you have either regressed you know, when a child is wearing a diaper for too long, diaper rashes is not cute when you're three. It's just it's not. You know, it's not it, it's not cute for you to have a pacifier when you're five. You will alter the shape, the entire shape of your mouth and teeth. And I really want people to get to the point that they are more aware of the indicators of outgrowing something and more fearful of potentially having that particular thing or person delay your growth. You need to look at it like I cannot be 21 in fifth grade because I chose not to make the necessary adjustments and requirements thereof, right? So when you get off of this phone, yes, I'm talking to you. I want you to be brave enough to look just do a complete 360 of your life, friendship, jobs, do just go down the line of where you feel convicted to go down the line and, and say, okay, what do I need to do? Because every every answer is not eliminated, cut it off, right? Sometimes it looks like, oh, you know what? I wasn't being, 
I wasn't really paying attention to that indicator. But now that I look at it, yes, every time I eat that food, I do get a headache. I am constipated the next day. When I talk to such and such, I feel heavy. I almost feel low-key, like a little depressed, kind of. Like, I feel like when they call me, they're just dumping on me. And I'm just, ugh. As a matter of fact, when I go to such and such's house, I do feel much better. I need to have more t- more of that time there. I feel, a, you know, a release. I need more of that outside time. Like, pay attention to your indicator. Please. And I'm confident that in this conversation, you got exactly what you need. But what shameful, how shameful it is to have the information and not apply it. That you know what one plus one is, but on the test, you keep putting three. Please don't just leave it as head knowledge. We're too grown at this moment to be filled with knowledge and not to be applying it. At this point, we need to do a little better, please. You know, in New York, we say, if you knew better, you'd do better. Can you do better? Because at this point, I can honestly say after this conversation, you know better. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Do your good, good work, okay? Do your good, good assessment and start to see your life changing. And just, you know, be honest with yourself. I wasn't paying attention to the indicators. And it's okay. That's the first step to being awesome. Now let's go ahead and see what we need to do about that. You, you change according to the value that it adds to your life. And uh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm not even going to tell you the rest. I think you know exactly what to do. You can weigh on a scale how much value something brings, and then that would tell you how you need to adjust to it, period, point blank. But I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and that's my good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and do your assessment. I'm going to talk to you later because I'm going to call you right back, actually, maybe about 10, 15 minutes because I got another topic I want to talk to you about. But go do your assessment. You ain't going to have me in trouble with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Go do it. You outgrown it. Okay? All right. Later. <laughs>